Hey everyone, back again. Today I'm going to talk about Jacques Lacan's notion of the mirror stage, which I th quite a few people get wrong or are a little bit confused about. So I'm going to try to demystify some of that, uh, some of the ideas around this concept. Now before jumping into it, I am David. I try to explain philosophical concepts and ideas in ways to make them accessible to you. So if you're new here, uh, subscribe. You'll see videos I release every single week and go check out some almost 300 episodes I already have up. If you want to follow me anywhere other than here, you can find me on Instagram at theory underscore and underscore philosophy or on Twitter at David Guineo if you're interested in that at all. Uh, if you haven't already, like, share, subscribe. It helps me out a lot. You can help me out monetarily via Patreon or PayPal if you're into that, but obviously no pressure. If you found this on YouTube, you're going to be able to find it in podcast form pretty much anywhere where you get podcasts or if you found this in podcast form, you can find the video on YouTube if you're into that at all. So yeah, those are some things you can do. Let's jump into this complicated, yet not so complicated term. Now, as I approach this, I'm going to be careful not to drop too many other key terms from Lacan's work in here because some of them are very confusing, like the big other, like the imaginary, like the symbolic, like the real. So I'm going to avoid doing that just to make this as accessible as possible. So the mirror stage refers to a point in childhood development, in a very simple way to understand this, when a child looks at themselves in a mirror as being a separate entity from their mother or from another parent, where they suddenly recognize that they are an autonomous being in the world. Now this is maybe a preliminary way to understand this idea. But if you stop there, it's wrong. Uh, and the reason that it's wrong is that Lacan tells us that in this moment, what you are seeing or what the child sees, and this happens, I don't know, in around five years old, six, between six and eight or something like that. What the child sees is not themselves for Lacan. They see the image of themselves, which is an important qualification to make. Because when you see yourself as an image, you are not engaging with yourself from yourself. You are engaging with yourself as an image. And this image is not how you experience yourself to yourself. This is instead how the world experiences you, how society experiences you, how your parents, how authority experiences you. So let's think about this image once more, this moment in which a child sees themselves as an autonomous being in front of the mirror. This doesn't just happen spontaneously. In fact, a parent is probably sitting there saying, look, that's you, pointing, you know, showing the child themselves in the mirror. Says, look, you're your own being. You can see yourself now through this image. And, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've done this with my cat. You know, put the cat in front of the mirror and say, look, hoping that the cat has a moment where they see themselves in the mirror. It doesn't happen, but anyways. But when the parent does this, it is indicative, or, or maybe it acts as a microcosm of an entire societal apparatus that seeks to code, seeks to structure the person in such a way so as to prepare them 
to be a proper active agent in that society. And this is going to happen in any social framework, really. Like, you're going to be socialized in such a way as to be an active member of that society. So the mirror stage is not a stage for a person to enter into subjectivity, to enter into the realization of their own being. It is instead a moment in which the person becomes prepped. They are groomed to be an object within a social framework, to be like a cog in the machine. And I know that there's a negative connotation to that, uh, but really we don't want to think of this so negatively per se. This is just a moment of socialization. So this also happens to somewhat coincide with the child adopting language, learning language, learning to be a person within a communicating world. And by associating oneself with an image, we are entered into a removal of ourselves from ourselves. And this will be played out through the rest of our lives through language, where when we have a feeling, when we have an emotion, when we have a, a drive or a desire, the way that we express that is going to be through language. We're going to explain how we feel. But words themselves aren't the actual feelings themselves. They are just representations of those things. So very much like the image that we see, any attachment that we have to ourselves, any connection that we have is going to be filtered through an image, through representation, through words, through language. Now the point of psychoanalysis in the Lacanian sense to some extent is to acknowledge this reality, not to get, go beyond it. I mean, that would be to enter the real, uh, which I won't get into here, to enter into a place that is beyond human comprehension as, as, as far as we know. But is it, it is firstly the task to acknowledge this reality, this lack of connection with ourselves, how we all mediate our relationship to ourselves through images, through language, and it is to acknowledge this formation of the ego in this way before we can open up the door to healing, to correcting ourselves. And I've done a few episodes on Lacan with a friend of mine named Ben, and he explained it that uh, if you want to go check those out on Les Tordzi, which is a very complicated text, I remember him telling me that the psychoanalyst, the Lacanian psychoanalyst, doesn't permit the patient to talk for too long because you can often talk your way out of actually experiencing a moment. And it is just a way by which you can continually displace any possible connection to yourself. Because, you know, the more you speak, the further away from yourself you get. The more you rely on representation, the further away you get. And this really comes into fruition in this mirror stage. And yeah, that's, a, I think, a pretty concise introduction to this term. I hope that it cleared anything up. If there's anything that anyone thinks I really should have mentioned, you know, leave it in the comments. I can pin it and then everyone can see it. Or anything I got wrong, I'd love to hear about it. You can comment and tell me why I was wrong and I can pin it and everyone can see it. If you like what I did, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. Who knows? They might be into this stuff. They might be super interested in Lacan, not even know it. Uh, yeah, go check out those other episodes I've done on Lacan with an actual expert in Lacan, and you'll learn a lot from that. If there are any other Lacan terms you'd like me to do, or any other terms from psychoanalysis you'd like me to do, drop them in the description, or any other terms. I need 
inspiration and I can go and check those out and cover anything you might like to try to further demystify this world of philosophy and theory. So on that note, take care.